0: Welcome to the Balance Ballerinas podcast, my name is Georgia and as always I am your host. This podcast is brought to you by Balance Ballerinas Academy, my in-person adult ballet classes and online courses and if you're interested in joining the BB community in person or online you can book a discovery call via balanceballerinas.com contact. I'll also pop that link in the description below to see if you're a good fit for my classes or courses. I really I really love these calls because they're a fabulous opportunity for me to connect with members of the BB community and I genuinely love hearing all about your ballet and lifestyle related goals and helping them come to fruition. At the end of the day, we're all striving for that balance between grit and grace in our lives. And it's really my specialty, helping people weave the magic of ballet practice into their daily life. So look, don't hesitate, head to balanceballerinas.com contact and book in for a chat with me. And yes, it is with me. So some people ask that, is that with someone on your team? I'm like, no, no, the team is me. <laughs> I'll see you on that call. Now, for those that are new around here, and we have so many beautiful new members every week that enter the Bounce Ballerinas Orbit. I am a qualified ballet teacher and studio owner. My studio is based on the Gold Coast in Australia and I've been teaching adults and younger students for well over a decade now, which I always say is just absolutely wild. So the last time we caught up, I was telling you about the challenges of moving into a new studio space and I was about to go to Paris. Well, that was a month ago now and we have moved into our new space and I did safely come back home from Paris. I had a fabulous time with my sister. I wanted to thank you all for the love on my Paris vlog, which is on the Balance Ballerinas YouTube channel. Apparently everyone just loves watching others get fitted for point shoes. Um, as you can see, I just had the best time and it was really relaxing and it was so nice to spend 10 days away from my regular work and just sort of have that beautiful sister time and it was just fabulous so if you haven't already watched it jump on the YouTube channel and watch the Paris vlog it is really fun Um, but on that note I did also in the last episode promise to record and upload more regular podcast episodes now as you know that was a month ago so I didn't quite keep that promise but Here we are with an episode, and as much as I love the podcast and the daily happenings of the studio, the studio comes first. And with our move into the new space, we had a lot of settling in to do, like a lot. But speaking of, thank you everyone for the gorgeous comments about the new studio. I am so in love with the new space, and we still have quite a lot to do over the Christmas period, those that have attended uh, classes can probably see there's some finishing touches that need attending to, but we just absolutely love it. And if you did listen to episode 89, I wanted to let you know that mum and I had our champagne moment in the kitchen um, under the Balance Ballerina's Neon sign, the famous sign. It was absolutely delightful and it really helped us connect after a hectic beginning to the term. So, thank you so much. I received some beautiful messages from people in the Balance Ballerinas community that I have never even met before, just saying how proud they were of me. And it was just so, it was so beautiful and so heartwarming. So, thank you so much. Now, as you would have seen from the title of today's podcast episode, we are going to talk all about corrections in class. Something that I've been pondering and thinking a lot about lately really how we as teachers give them, and how we as students receive them, and whether our current emotional climate is really affecting how we process this giving and receiving of critique. And what I mean by this is that the world has experienced some massive collective trauma over the past few years, and as we all become more aware of mental health and its importance, a lot of individuals are hyper-emotional, myself included, On On occasion and I can feel this sensitivity in classes and I think a critique of one's work has morphed into perceived criticism and as a result it's often not accepted very well so before we go any further two things first of all if I sound out of breath it's because my body is talking to me it's been a very big month and I'm having all sorts of sinus issues (laughs) so if I sound a bit nasally or a little bit out of breath it's because i have limited um breathing capacity <laughs> second of all before we go any further let's define these two words critique and criticize so critique is a detailed analysis and assessment of something whilst criticize is form and express a judgment usually indicating a fault in a disapproving way so can you see how the two, while similar, sort of fall into a more positive or negative category? Critique definitely has a more positive vibe. And I think as students, we fall into one of the two definitions when we accept a correction in class. I know I'm really, you know, the student anymore, but I've always been able to view corrections in class as simply a critique of my work. I loved corrections because it meant I was getting attention in class and I was really fueled by this feedback loop. However, there were definitely times when I received corrections in class that were more of an unnecessary criticism. I guess an example would include probably the time a teacher told me that I couldn't cross my feet in fifth into a tight enough fifth because um, of the size of my thighs. I was a teenager at the time and... I guess this is an especially disappointing comment considering I was incredibly thin and with a comment like that, there's not much you can action in the moment. I also remember doing an adult ballet class when I was just starting my teaching journey at 19 when the teacher said, what's the point of having lovely feet if you're not going to bloody use them? That were the exact words. I'll never forget it. (laughs) And this was not only... Incredibly abrupt, but also contained absolutely no useful information to apply into using my feet correctly. First and foremost, I truly believe that we should criticize to uplift, not destroy. That's my philosophy when it comes to corrections in class. However, even with that mentality and careful consideration about how I provide critique it still comes across students, you know, I still come across students who react incredibly sensitively to a correction. In more recent times, I've actually backed off, really backed right off with the corrections in class and have a way of going about it that I'll share in a moment. But as always, I turned to the Bounce Ballerinas community on my socials to see really what they thought about corrections in class. And the answers were really fascinating and unsurprisingly confirmed my suspicions. So asking a very open-ended question, I said, what are your thoughts on corrections in class? I had about 40% of students answer in a similar fashion. Some of those answers were, appreciated and welcome I'd rather know what I'm doing wrong another was I love them especially when the teacher knows my specific goals and her Corrections are in alignment with what I'm striving for another one was correct away I'm paying to be taught so teach me (laughs) I like that one (laughs) love Corrections the more feedback the better another was I always feel more cared about when I get a correction which we're gonna talk about that's a little bit slightly problematic Um, definitely important as they help us develop our technique. Another person just simply put, they are essential. And then about 60% shared the following kind of response. I should be able to opt out if I don't want them. So funny, when I saw this response come through, I should be able to opt out if I don't want them. I instantly thought of when you go to get a massage and there's now that box that you can tick where it's like, you know, please talk to me or please be silent and I was like maybe we should implement that before classes but no, absolutely not. Um, Another one was I think adult students just want to go and enjoy a class. Teachers need to stop correcting us like we're training to become professional dancers. Another was I always stuff up the sequences when I receive a correction so I'd rather not be corrected and then corrections make me feel bullied and exposed in front of the class which I found really sad. And then another one was, I find corrections confusing and harsh. Another said, depends on how they're delivered. And another said, if my teachers tell me to suck my stomach in one more time, I'm going to lose it. Now, to be honest, that's just a pretty lazy correction and we really shouldn't be telling students to do that. And finally, I'll share with you this one, my teacher gives everyone else corrections except me. I did cry one time when she corrected me, so maybe that's why she doesn't correct me anymore, but now without the corrections, I feel ignored. That one, I had a, I did actually reply personally to the person, and I got them to really see from the teacher's point of view how if you cried when you received a correction... The teacher would obviously feel really scared to give you another correction, and I actually told her to have a conversation with her teacher, and now it's all happy days in the classroom, so that made me really happy. Um, but before I started sharing these answers, I said that my suspicions were confirmed, and my suspicions were that almost half thrive off corrections and absolutely love them, whilst the other half find them really intimidating, distressing, confusing, or annoying to receive. And I bet a lot of you listening right now are like, but I love corrections. Surely it was only a minority who felt vulnerable to the delivery of a correction. But I can guarantee you this was not the case. And the reason it doesn't surprise me Is because I have first-hand experience with students telling me they love corrections to then receive them in class and react quite negatively. Sometimes I, I guess they don't realize they're doing it but for example many a student has told me they want corrections and when I have delivered them in a very calculated considerate and kind way obsessed over said correction which has really just resulted in a downward spiral of negative thoughts you know these negative thoughts could be i'm not good enough why can't i get this i must be so stupid i promise i'll do better i don't know what's wrong with me today and i think i can either see this written all over their faces i mean i am a master of body language after all or they literally come out of class and say those words to me which I have to then spend several minutes reminding them that they're doing amazing and to stop obsessing over the one correction that I gave them in class. One of the reasons I started Balance Ballerinas is because I really wanted people to simply enjoy their ballet classes and marvel in the gift of being able to move their body you don't realize like how amazing it is and how grateful we should be to just walk into a ballet class and move our body to beautiful classical music. It is such a gift and it's so important to just find that joy. You know, my classes are not about taking your training so seriously that you lose that joy. It's about balancing the importance of what you're doing with the great pleasure of why you're doing it. And as mentioned, I'm incredibly calculated and careful in my delivery of a correction. If you're a longtime listener of my podcast, you would have heard me actually talk about teddy bear hands, which is the use of a flat open palm to correct instead of an intrusive finger poke. You know the kind I'm talking about. <laughs> so... I can only begin really to imagine how students react to corrections in class from a teacher who may not deliver corrections in a well thought out manner and despite what the movies depict i truly believe that the majority of ballet teachers adore and care for you we simply all have varied ways of delivering corrections which suit some and not others and i guess That's why there's not a one-size-fits-all when it comes to finding the teacher that's right for you. Speaking of teachers, super interestingly, I received a few responses like this. I don't like corrections as I think it teaches us to be constantly seeking validation from others. I understand the value in corrections, but I don't think it's wise to rely on them. You should seek inner acceptance, not external validation. And I tend to agree with both these responses, but I also think that there's a difference between holding your teacher up as godlike and simply respecting them as a wealth of information and knowledge that you can learn from. Because after all, you're trying to learn a craft and if you allow your ego to think you're above corrections, then you'll only hinder your own progress in achieving, in my opinion, a happy and wholesome ballet practice. It's really about creating a balance between absorbing the feedback actioning it and then moving on to the next challenge whilst respecting the teacher you have chosen and i always stress that you have chosen your teacher you know and i do understand that adult ballet communities are far and wide and but limited and so sometimes you don't have all the options in the world but you have chosen that teacher to be in that class with them so never forget that but which leads me into something I teach my 12-week adult ballet course students that I'm going to share with you. Now fun fact I was named after a very famous artist her name was Georgia O'Keefe and she is responsible for one of my favorite ever quotes. She said, I have already settled it for myself, so flattery and criticism go down the same drain, and I am quite free. I'm going to say that again. I have already settled it for myself, so flattery and criticism go down the same drain, and I am quite free. I think this quote is extremely relevant to today's topic and something I'd love you to ponder. I won't go into into as much detail as I do in my 12-week adult ballet course, but In a nutshell, you can see how valuable it is to look at corrections in class in this way. I think because ballet is primarily focused on the body, corrections can certainly make us feel really vulnerable or inadequate. But if we begin simply digesting them as a nugget of information to action and then move on, I think we'd all be a lot happier. The same students that I was telling you about that go into a downward spiral over one tiny correction also tend to be the ones that spiral quickly upwards into a high after they've been told that they've executed something really beautiful or really, you know, really well done. And this is, it's just so dangerous because it's verging into the territory that some of the Balanced Ballerinas community shared with me about external approval. Don't live your life that way. I want you to take on corrections in class, but understand that they're not the indicator of whether you had a good class or not. And they're certainly not an indicator of your self-worth. So you're probably now thinking, you know, how do you deliver an action corrections in class, Georgia? Well, as you can see, it's a really delicate dance between student and teacher with delivery really being key. And I know that the students... You know, I know students I can correct. I know the ones who don't enjoy corrections. And I know to be careful with the ones who love corrections, but take them to heart. And I'm certainly becoming increasingly more sensitive to the emotional insecurities and sensitivities around me as a result of the world that we currently live in. Teaching is a game of interpersonal skills and developing the ability to read students' verbal and nonverbal cues really takes a long time and I'm the first to admit that whilst I have a good grasp I'm always learning fine-tuning and coming across new challenges my students who attend in-person classes will notice or if you haven't you will now that I usually deliver corrections quietly to an individual during the exercise and this ensures the student doesn't feel singled out in front of everybody and I also deliver Corrections when I've got to know them for a long time. So I usually let students who are new sort of find their feet for the first few lessons. And I also deliver the majority of my corrections to the group and I get them to apply a particular focus for the exercise, especially if we're repeating the exercise. But at the end of the day, corrections are part of a ballet class. And as teachers, we need to learn to deliver them in a more effective and perhaps creative way. And as a student, we need to be open, unguarded and receptive to them. As always, it comes down to a balance. And that's where we're going to leave this topic for today with much to think about. And of course, my use of the word balance 100 times in this episode. Um, but yes, have a fabulous week. I will see you all in a fortnight, I promise. And just never forget your ballet teacher loves you. Bye.